0: Welcome everyone to Colorado State's College of Business Institute for Entrepreneurship Ramcast. In this first I-Free Ramcast of many, we will be focusing on a five-episode series dedicated to exploring your side hustle and unleashing your inner entrepreneur. During each episode, we will be interviewing guests who will help us outline key questions processes, and resources when understanding and considering becoming an entrepreneur. Hello, everyone. My name is Hope, and with me today is our co-host, Arthur. Arthur, welcome. I'm so excited to have you today.
1: Yay. Thank you, Hope, for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited um, for us to dive into this topic around solopreneurship. I know it's, it's kind of this broad, um, broad discussion, broad idea, um, and can ha- come with some mystery and confusion. Mm-hmm. So what I'd love to do today is really dive into these questions about, you know, what is a solopreneur and a gig worker, and how do they differ? Um, how do you leverage an MBA as a gig worker or as a solopreneur? Um, and then what does it mean to manage a portfolio of business? And then how do you get paid? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, how does it differ or is it similar to a traditional job? So, um, what I'd love to start with is this idea of solopreneur. I know that I've worked with MBA students, um, and students of all ages who have, um, done entrepreneurship and, and it wasn't probably until recently, this idea of solopreneur and gig worker came out. And so talk to me a little bit about what you think the difference is between those two.
1: Sure, sure. You know, I was an MBA student myself. And part of the reason why I went and got my MBA was because I really wanted to understand how businesses work. And the program, you know, really was tied towards, you know, how do you manage a large organization? So how do you manage a large, complex organization with multiple people. Whereas a solopreneurship is really starting with an organization of one. So um, a solopreneur is really a, a business like any other, but it's operated with one person and can grow beyond that. So um, that can mean a variety of different things. So that can mean that you could be, um, an independent contractor. So you're someone who has specialized knowledge that you then share with, um, other businesses, or organizations, and, and they pay you for it. Um, I like how you described this before hope about a gig economy the gig worker is for someone who has a gig. So that could include someone like a photographer, um, someone a dj to your point um you know a variety of different gigs can be a gig economy so these tend to be smaller uh, more uh, project-based or time place based um, gigs so they're not necessarily ongoing um, obviously you'd want them to be for your business but they are sort of smaller little jobs that need to get done like grubhub and, and food delivery and things like that um but then i think there's a Misunderstanding that a solopreneur or a solopreneurship is um, can grow or can't be a corporation and really it can it can really grow and be the next sort of billion dollar idea um, or it can continue to be a small lifestyle business that um, the owner has to um, create revenue, whether that's a landlord or um, um, a, a business that um, creates a passive income for them to to have uh, their lifestyle. So, yeah, it can mean a variety of different things.
0: I really like that uh, idea. Kind of when you were talking about that thought of this pathway, right? So gig kind of being at the beginning, I think about um, oftentimes as kids, we went and mowed yards or we, you know, raked Aunt Sally's backyard and we got money, right? And so mm-hmm. to something to the simplest degree, that's kind of a gig worker,
1: you know, right. a
0: gig economy where you just jump in and jump out, some supplemental um, income where a solopreneur um, is, is a little broader than that. And then you mm-hmm. can go that solopreneur can eventually grow into a multi-million or billion dollar business, but this kind of pathway. So thank you for painting that picture. Um,
1: well, and for- one last thing I would add to that too, is that I think there's this um, uh, misunderstanding that, you know, mowing the lawns and doing these jobs is not a way to build wealth or revenue when the reality is it can, I think we believe that we have to be part of a corporation or part of a business, a larger business to make money, to make a salary. But the reality is is you can do these jobs and make money, but we've sort of created barriers to think that, no, you have to be part of a company or established business Mm -hmm. to do those things. But the reality is you can actually create that yourself. And what I always say, it's sort of like teaching a person to fish. If you teach someone to fish, obviously they can eat for a lifetime. But if you teach someone how to start a business, can really build income and prosperity for themselves for for the rest of their lives and for future generations
0: yeah i agree with you and i think that actually cues up my next question um so you talked about business right and having these business skills um and you talked a little bit about yourself being an mba and so if i'm an mba student right how do i really leverage those that my mba or my business skills Um,
1: as a solopreneur or as a gig worker? Sure. You know, when I did my MBA, I felt like I was sort of like an investigator. And my job was to go and investigate different parts of businesses, so different parts of business structure. So one investigation would be accounting. So we do a deep dive and understand how accounting works. Another is marketing marketing. In another area. So we were sort of deep diving into these different segments. And that's where I think an MBA is helpful. It gives you a really great overview of how a large organization works and operates and how you, as potentially as their manager, to keep that whole system going. Cause that's what the MBAs were created for, was to train people on how to keep business going and manage out the uncertainty entrepreneurship is really, um, different in the sense that you're starting from the beginning you're, Now you're the person creating the organization. You're the one who's creating all the structures that, uh, an MBA would then go out and, um, manage or, or, um, maintain because they have that deep knowledge. And so, um, where I I have found my MBA to be valuable is that I have learned how I can deep dive into these different areas. And so, so with that degree, I can talk much more confidently about accounting. I can talk much more confidently about marketing, but where the entrepreneur comes in is that you now need to be able to talk about all of those things together. And so how do you make all of these different investigations, all these different areas you've studied in your MBA relevant to your business? And so for my role now I get a lot of um, entrepreneurs asking very specific questions about accounting or marketing that I could then re- go back to my MBA coursework and say okay here's some tools that you can deep dive whereas then they can take that information and apply it to a much broader problem that they're trying to solve and so so it's really taking that deep knowledge and applying it to creating something new but knowing that you have to wear multiple hats along the way so that for me is kind of how I've differentiated um, between the two um, that I think gives me some good framework on moving forward.
0: Yeah. I like that idea. And it made me think, you know, as a, let's say a CEO, I've always, I had a boss once who said, you're the CEO of your own life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways you're the CEO of, you are the CEO of your own solopreneurship or gig economy, gig worker economy. Right. And so Mm -hmm. um, as an MBA, how fortunate are you to be able to have marketing, finance, accounting, supply chain, maybe some information technology, right? So you have some information about each one of those. So you can quote unquote, be your own CEO Mm -hmm. and really understand the breadth of a company and what to do. um, And when certain things come up now, you might not want to dive in deep. Maybe you're eventually going to need to go find somebody to help you with that, but at least you have that like basic, fundamental knowledge in all those key areas, Mm -hmm. which I think is really important.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You know, we talked a little bit before about solopreneur and gig worker, but I also have heard this term um, portfolio business. You know, what do you think that is and how do you think this plays into solopreneurship?
1: Yeah. So I think in uh, uh, living in a vacuum or in a perfect world, someone can start their own business just uh, waking up in the morning, I'm going to start a business today um, and get it off the ground and make money and, and that's going to be my life. Well, the reality is, is a lot of us still have to work we still have you know financial responsibilities. We have things that we need to take care of. And so oftentimes starting the business will be um, a side endeavor or a side hustle. You know, so keeping your full-time job, um, keeping you know those priorities and expectations met while trying to create something new. And in some cases, people start multiple things, so they may have a full time job and a couple of side hustles um, that they have going on. So it's it's managing all those different. Priorities and expectations. One business might have um, uh, some emergency needs, while another uh, you have to meet a deadline for your boss. And so, how do you manage all those different priorities? And so, um, when people get into building businesses, they have multiple ideas, and so creating a portfolio can be quickly something that happens. And so, we want to help you manage all those different expectations and different priorities from having all of these different uh, endeavors.
0: Yeah, and. You know, I was thinking about that, you know, you have all these different, like you said, potential side gigs going, but I love that idea, especially um, depending on how comfortable we are with change, right? And what's happening in our life, we might need some stability, Mm -hmm. right? We might need to say, hey, I need this um, steady income. To come in, I might need health insurance, whatever those things are, because of certain variables in life. Mm-hmm. But how do I start to dip my toe in the water, if you will, to uh, explore this idea and also to test out um, in this, you know, portfolio of business, test out my ideas, right, and various mm-hmm. revenues that come in. What works? What doesn't work? Um, so yeah, I think it's interesting that people have, it's not just, I have to go do this one thing, but perhaps there are multiple small things that they're doing, uh, to really determine what they're going to do long-term.
1: Right. Well, and the other thing too, is I think people want to work for themselves. Um, there's a a lot of data and research that shows that solopreneurs, um, um, people who work for themselves who are self-employed or actually have a higher um, life satisfaction than those who don't. Um, obviously, because you get to set your own pace, you get to set your own culture. Uh, versus, you know, if you're moving into an organization, you're, you're you're likely dealing with a boss, you're dealing with a culture that you may or may not be in a line with. So, going the solopreneur route, you actually have an opportunity to build your own culture, build your own uh, private sort of ecosystem that you work in, um, and ultimately be happier. And so. Um, that's also another reason I think draws people to solopreneurship because you can do those different things and then also try out a lot of different things along the way to your point. So, um, so I think thinking about the life quality too, is a big part of it.
0: Right. And, you know, you talked about these potential different, let's call them revenue streams, right? As we're doing our portfolio business, how do you, do you have um, some thoughts about how people get paid? You know, I think sometimes we think so traditionally, like I have to start a full corporation and then I'm going to get this paycheck, but you know, are there, do you have some examples about different ways that people get, you know, get paid for these sorts Mm -hmm. of things or compensation?
1: Yeah. You know, I think, I think it's scary for someone to think about not having a salary I think that's why, you know, we think of traditional employment as the way to go because I can get this salary. It's stable. I know what I'm getting every month. That feels good. Um, but we're also probably not thinking about that salary, too, is what are the additional benefits? So behind the scenes, you know, is this company paying into a 401k? Are they paying my um, is, is money being taken out for taxes? You know, all of these things are already automated for the employee. So it's a pretty safe and easy bet. So if you're thinking about becoming you know, um, self-employed, there's a lot more you need to consider. So instead of thinking of yourself as a salary, now you're gonna be thinking a lot more about the revenue and expenditures that you have. So it can be sort of scary to think about that your salary is gonna now come from how hard you work, how um, successful you are in landing and closing contracts and getting people to actually pay you for your services. Uh, so that can seem pretty scary. But the reality is, is now you have a free um, um, opportunity to create revenue. So when I was a kid, I, my first job was a busser um, at a big chain restaurant. And I love that job because the harder I worked, the more money I could make. Meaning that if I worked harder and turned more tables, I could actually get more tips and make more money. But it's all based on how hard, how hard I worked. Same thing as an entrepreneur, you can go out and get contracts and make money um, and and make literally as much as you want, depending on your market and your product, um, and really build that revenue. But that can seem scary for someone who is used to having that that, um, salary come in. So as a solopreneur, you got to think about what's my revenue coming in? Um, You got to pay your taxes because suddenly your taxes are not automatically be taken out. So you got to hold money aside for that. Uh, You've got to budget yourself in your business um, and thinking about that salary. So you're going to have a very different perspective on how you're getting paid, how much you're getting paid when you actually see the whole scope of the business. So that might turn some people off to think about. I have to go out and make the the money for for myself. But it also could be really thrilling for someone who says, I have so much value to add and their traditional employment route um, won't work for me because this idea is so much bigger than that and I can make so much more money. In that case, it could be really invigorating. So so yes, their structures are very different and we'll talk a little bit more about all the things you need to consider, but it is a mind shift when you're working for yourself. That means you're literally working for yourself and the money you make is depending on your own performance, whereas a salary um, or an hourly wage uh, is usually dependent on a larger team of people Uh, which kind of um, distributes some of that, that anxiety. So I think it goes towards whatever path makes the most sense for you might help you decide if this is the route for you.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your insights today. Um, It really helped even me. um, And I'm sure our listeners really uh, understand the difference between that solopreneur, gig worker. What does that portfolio business look like? How do revenue streams work? What do I need to somewhat be thinking about? And as you touched on earlier, we'll be diving into that in a later episode. Um, And so I'm really excited to hear more about that and dig in for our listeners. Um, so Arthur, any uh, closing thoughts before I close this out for episode one?
1: No, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to go on this journey with you. Um, you know, being someone who got their MBA now working in entrepreneurship, I'm thrilled to go through this process with our listeners, um, to figure out how do I apply my MBA? Um, how do I become an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, um, in this journey? So I'm excited to learn with you.
0: Well, thank you. And thank you all for joining us on our first episode of Solopreneur. Uh, We're really excited for you to join on our next episode where we'll focus on am I a solopreneur? So we'll see you all next time.